Hey, everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode of Clinic Gym Radio. I'm your host, as always, Dr. Josh Satterley. And as promised, we are here with part two of our interview after our Clinic Gym Hybrid Live event recently in the St. Louis area. Now, if you're just joining, I would highly recommend going back and checking out part one. It's pretty exciting. Uh, And just in case you want to know, I'm talking to three other doctors. Actually, at some point, we have a couple other people join us on this part two, including Dr. Nolan Clausen from Nebraska. But most of the interview is with uh, Dr. Kurt Kippenberger, who's my co-instructor for the weekend. Fantastic Cairo and an amazing, uh, just an amazing guy all around. We have Taylor Premer, who was nice enough to coordinate the event, host, and he actually is the one who went out and grabbed all the the booze that you hear us drinking. And uh, Dr. Peter Roy, who works there at Winchester Spine and Sport. So we are uh, recording this, sitting at the ping pong table at Winchester Spine and Sport, having a great time. And see, at the end of the day, after day one, So you hear some people in the background, you hear some noise, we swap out some drinks and whatnot, but it was a casual conversation that I thought you might want to hear. So here is part two of that interview. I saw you in, we taught a course in Tampa together. We taught a course here, let's say six months ago, and both times you adjusted me. I'm I'm still shocked. I mean, I don't mean adjusted a thousand times. Like I'm still shocked at how much it improves things, how well I slept last night, how much better my shoulders feel. And I'm like, why aren't I doing it more often? You know, and it's like, yeah, I should be doing it quarterly or, and I don't, I don't really have complaints, but damn it, it works. There's right. no magic number. Minimum therapeutic dose, maximum therapeutic effect. We, we chat about that with all of our patients, but then just prove it. Like, let's go two weeks. Let's go three. Let's go four. If you do well with four for a few consecutive months, let's go six. Let's go eight. Like, what are you capable of? If you're willing to put in the work, I'm willing to not work as hard. I mean, seriously. Right. And then, is that, is that how it is at a justathon for MPI? Like, lunch the first day, are you like, oh man, I'm feeling good. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. And then by the end, yeah. you're dying. No. Yeah, you're like, am I for mobile? Multiple sprains. Yeah. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, too, what you guys are preaching, it was the same thing we're preaching. This isn't a pain model. Like, pain is not a great indicator of someone achieving function. Like and it's at, so easy to control. It is. I mean, my God, we have medical doctors here now. I have, uh, I've learned in the last year how freaking impressive steroids are. Yeah. Like prednisone. Yeah. It is a miracle drug. It works, baby. Morphine, it works. Smokes. Morphine will turn everything off. Yeah. but And turn the, you on. Right. Yeah, exactly. But at the end of the day, it doesn't change anything, which again, like we, we always contemplate in our doctor's meetings and we're, when we're teaching and stuff of like, when is, if you truly believe in a functional model, meaning that you have to change function for your patient to have longevity, to, to not have these big flare-ups, to, to achieve optimal performance, whatever that looks like for them, then, then when is your patient done? Like if you are being serious, you mean to tell me that you're going to discharge that patient. That means that their top tier SFMA is a hundred percent perfect. They cleared the FMS, all the range of motions appear perfect. Their joints have no restrictions. They have no trigger points in any of their muscles. Range of motion is perfect. SLRs are awesome. Y balance test is equal by, you know, like all those things are, if you really want to go to that extent, I mean, you can always find excuses to continue yeah. that treatment and, and it doesn't have to, I think if we can go full circle, it doesn't have to be in your treatment room. Yeah. It could be in the gym setting. Like at this, yeah. at the end of the day, sometimes people just need to be taught capacity, need to be taught load, need to be taught how to move their body a little bit more efficiently with load. Yeah. Uh, and, and, but it, I, I hate that, that journey of, well, I mean, uh, you know, people will brag on social media. I, I see on average people three times. Yeah. Like you lost oh, so much. All used to yes, say I know. But, but at yeah. the end of the day, like, like, let's, let's take, yeah, let's like you lost, you, you lost money. 
the only way that they're coming back, Brett always yeah. says, is if they like your personality or if you're good looking. Right. So thank God I'm good looking, right? Yeah. Uh, and What's then, Brett's excuse? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but you know, like you just lost such a big opportunity for that patient to now they they feel like, well, shit, I tried it, didn't work. Now I'm whatever. I guess I got to go to the surgery. You want to know another crazy medical example that people just don't touch on that you're exactly what you're talking about? You guys ever heard of uh, Paracone? Like Paracone Prescription, he wrote a couple books, Paracone Supplements. Mm-mm. Guy sells a ton of supplements. He's a dermatologist. And he was like, man, people come in for these procedures, like Botox, fillers and everything, but they really need more long-term. And so he started selling like vitamins and minerals and supplements. And now he has a whole line of like skincare products and supplements and everything and makes way more off of that than his... Uh, than his dermatology practice, right? Yeah. And I'm like, what is he doing there? He's taking a long-term care plan and going like, hey, you don't need to get fillers every six months or every year, but let me also help you with these things that'll help you long-term have better skin and it starts in your gut. You know, you can't have rampant inflammation and, you know, eczema to have a clear skin. That's no different to me. It's synonymous with like, okay, you don't need to be adjusted, but be in our gym, move in ways that you haven't moved. Like we're going to ensure that you're moving great ways, that you're doing a little bit of flexibility, a little bit of strength, a little bit of this, a little lower body, upper body, like all those things that we know are markers for long-term health. And, and that's part of the treatment plan. I think that's one thing that like sometimes, like I remember I said on a podcast one time, like, oh, people, you shouldn't have a treatment plan that lasts less than three months and six months would be even better. Right. Mm -hmm. I got like two emails, like, how can you preach that shit? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, what are we saying is treatment plan? (laughs) <laughs> Are we like, I didn't say that every one of those is hands-on adjusting soft tissue, whatever. I'm saying that the treatment plan is the deadlift. It's a workout. It's an hour long workout, three days a week. If that's the treatment plan, how long should your patients be treated? Is a year enough? Is five years enough? Is 20 years enough for your, your, you know, your parents, right? Right. Right. Would it break your heart if they're super strong, resilient? And when they go on vacation <laughs> to Hawaii, like, yeah. Are you going to be angry that we had a, five-year treatment plan? Right. Or are you going to be happy that we have a tri- five-year treatment plan, right? Well, and then the the, the bad thing too, people are, oh, they're going to get addicted to your hands. But Kurt, you've been doing this for a while. Yeah. Josh, you've been doing this for a while. Do pe- Are people better off being addicted to coming into the clinic and getting uh, you know some body work done and working out versus- or heroin. Yeah, heroin, opioid. Morphine. Like yeah. I know that that's an extreme example, but I mean, my I don't goodness. think it is anymore. Did you you listen to Peter Atia's podcast yep. ever? Did you yep. hear the one about fentanyl? Yes. Mm-hmm. And he's like, the number one risk factor now is accidental overdose, not because you got prescribed fentanyl, but because fentanyl is in everything else. It's to the point where you open that door at all, like Percocet, Vicodin, hell, even low-level things. We don't even know the risk for that. So, it's like those six folding doors that just open the entire side of the wall, right? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I, I'm not saying that because like I'm like, oh, chiropractic's the only way. I'm, I'm not saying that at all but it's literally getting to a point where do you really want to open the door to any painkillers because that door is really tough to shut. Yeah. And the thing, I don't know about you guys, I have patients that get on painkillers or muscle relaxers and like, oh man, I felt like crap. It may be woozy. And then I feel people like, oh man, those things are great. And I don't know how to look on the front end and go, he's clearly an, like clearly when I say an addict, what I mean is like something about that chemical compound makes sense to his him. DNA. Mm-hmm. And to him, it, it's adverse. There's like, oh, I don't feel good. I don't take them. It makes my, I felt nauseous. I felt dizzy, whatever. One of those people is very likely to get addicted. And I would feel really bad if they like, it was because we didn't treat them enough. You know? We actually had this exact 
conversation pop up in our Facebook group on Clinic Gym discussion group uh, this past week. It was, how would you present a care plan? The initial 90 days, the initial 12 weeks, or initial three months. And we had several comments saying they all sound terrible because that sounds like too long in an evidence-informed, evidence-based practice. And we painted a journey that says, hey, you know what? We're going to do some passive care. It's going to last a few weeks. And then we're going to start to really change some lifestyle habits and then we're going to really start reloading, retraining, trying to make your system more durable, resistant, resilient to future injury. And it went piano. Everyone was like, yeah, that sounds beautiful. Like, I mean. <laughs> That's exactly what I want. Yeah. Why, why didn't you say it from yeah, the beginning? Yeah. <laughs> so, How long is that going to last? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like 90 days, like you were saying, that's just scratching the surface. I mean, name your, who's your longest gym client here at Winchester Spine Sport? <sighs> Bart Peasel, probably. Yeah. How long? Pretty human. Since yeah. Brett started. So that's like 19 17, years. Yeah. It, yeah. 18, yeah, 17, 18 17 years. 17 years ago. I mean, how do you make a bunch of barbs? You give them this empowerment to say, hey, like, we're going to try to give you the opportunity to rent some movement for a while. And then we're going to teach you how to own it. By that ownership, then if you want to upgrade your house, if you want to move to a new house, you can do all those things. But you're going to do it right here. Right. In the gym. And if you ever have a problem, if you ever need to come back to the bank for a loan or for a home equity line of credit... Yeah, I got you. I got you, boo. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. Well, it's hard too because like the pendulum is swung. We we don't want to be casted into the, you know, the original Kairos once, you know, twice a week for three weeks and then three, you know, once a week for the rest of your life, whatever that might be. But it's swung so far in the opposite direction. It's almost, it's absurd, you know? Yeah. This point of pride are like, oh, two visits and the person was out of pain. (laughs) No, they weren't. You see them in the grocery store in a month and oh, my elbow still hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Pete, you did nothing for me. My elbow still hurts. You, yeah. that's, that's you guys you get it in small town, Troy. Yeah, 6,200 exactly. people. <laughs> oh you know God. all 6,000 people that yes. live here, right? Yeah. Like, well, I, I've interacted I'm, with you in several restaurant and coffee shops. There is not a person in this town that does not know Taylor Primer. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's a scary situation. Yeah, but it also, also like it forces you to, to really contemplate these things. And that's what I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm only five years in. I'm, I'm young. I mean, I, I get that. I haven't seen a lot of things. But what I have seen, I can guarantee you that if you're discharging your patient, after two or three visits, I mean, not only, yeah, not only are they due for a giant blow up and again, they may or may not come back to you Two, you're, you're missing an opportunity to, to influence their life further. Maybe those people are looking for dietary changes. Maybe they're looking for a lifestyle change. Maybe, Hey, you know what? Maybe their husband is actually pretty abusive to them at home and they're looking for an outlet for someone to talk to about that. You know, maybe they have these difficult things. Oh, Hey, you know, my, my mom's uh, not doing too well. She's got uh, stomach issues and they're wanting to do this. Do you think it'd be a good idea? Like at the end of the day, we're primary care. You signed up for that when you went to chiropractic school. We're doctors of chiropractic. Own it. it is within our scope of practice to have those conversations and to do those things. So, yeah. you know, if we want to be on the same stage as all these people, we want to, you know, play that down card and say, you know, we've been suppressed for so long, then we need to, we have to start owning it. You know, like yeah. we got to start acting like, uh, like primary cares if you want to be looked at as a primary care. So our friend Greg Rose, uh, with this really cool company called the SFMA, if you haven't heard of them, he uh, he says the number one reason for injury is previous injury. The number two is asymmetry. How many of our patients are we discharging with the number one and number two injury risk factors? Every single one. Just because so, their back felt better. Yeah. yeah. And are we going to trust them to audit themselves 
at the three month, six month, 12 month, 10 year interval? Hell no. Right. No. Here, I got, I got a good one for Pete here. We'll see. Uh, I'm going to test him a little bit here. So, cause I went through these create these growing pains that Pete, he's about a year and a half in right now. So Pete, what do we tell you? What, what are the things that we've been working on you to try to get this to really, cause it's difficult up front to have those conversations with, Hey, this is what you need. This is what I need from you. This is it. Like give them a plan. Yeah. But like, what are we been trying to work on you a little bit with? To, you got to keep these people in the door. So you, you get a new patient. You say, look, Cindy, I'm going to see you two times a week for three weeks. You just, you just got to get the words out of your damn mouth. Yeah. And I was so bashful early on. And you want to, yeah, like you said, the pendulum swung so far. You feel icky saying it, but you just got to say those damn words because you're not going to fix them in two visits. <laughs> when you get to the end of that two times a week for six weeks, do you feel like you overtreated them? I mean, no, no, you there's like so much stuff starting, to work right? on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Shit, I remember yeah. Mike, Mike yeah. Boyle. <laughs> they got four other complaints you haven't even Mike touched. Mike Boyle, you know, one of the, if not the most famous strength and conditioning coaches, he is, I was listening to him talk and he's talking about, he's big about life lessons because he's kind of entering his fifties, you know? He's like, oh yeah, I remember when my wife was like, hey, we need to go to couples counseling. Like you're working all the time and on the road and blah, blah. He's like, yeah. He's like, and I, you know, did whatever I do. I budget. So I budgeted for three visits to the marriage counselor. <laughs> and, and he's like, <laughs> like, we're still going 17 years later, you know? And I was like, did those three help? Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, it's, it's like the same thought, right? Like, oh, well our, our marriage, like it's no different than your physical body. Like, your relationship and the time you forgot this and this, like it's auditing all these things. Like, am I being a good husband? Am I going to being a good father? Am I being a good, you know, supportive financial contributor to the household? Like all those things matter just like in our musculoskeletal system. Like, is my nutrition good? Am I, you know, insulting it with my work or has work changed in a way, you know, how many people went from like fairly active to sitting on their ass behind a computer because of COVID. Right. And it's like, all those things matter and add up. And I think like, yeah, like it sounds ridiculous. Like, um, three visits to marriage counselor is enough, right? It's like, <laughs> dude, you're not even opening the door. And we do the same thing in Cairo. Like, yeah. uh, I see on three visits. I'm like, like you haven't even, you haven't you even, even started the engine. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I have an actual really personable, uh, personal story about this. I, one of my very first patients, uh, she came to me. She was a volleyball player. Uh, MRI torn labrum, you know, she came to me because she found us on a McKinsey website. We treated her. Uh, basically, she was able to full swing, uh, do everything non-painful, full function. Yeah. We shoot uh, client testimonial videos. We pay a lot of money for them. We're, they're all over our website. Um, develop a really personal relationship with this girl. Yeah. I release her from care. I said, hey, you've done everything that I see. You can do a full pull-up. There's no reason for me to see you. Um, very personal relationship with her because she babysits my daughter. Okay. Okay. Great. She goes away to college. She comes back three months later. Uh, to babysit my daughter and she's in an arm sling and I look at her and go Peyton what the hell yeah and she goes well my shoulder was hurting and um, you released me from care and you told me I would I should never have this pain anymore if I do these things Uh, I was doing them maybe not to the fullness of it my mom convinced me to go to a PT PT sends me an ortho ortho says torn labrum go to surgery right now. And this is uh, a girl that babysits my daughter. So like very, very uh, 
heart wrenching. Hold on, me. real quick, Taylor. Can you grab the knife that's between his shoulder blades? Like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And and that was like a huge thing for me. Like, holy crap, I am missing yeah. the boat because yeah. I am discharging patients that are not necessarily needing dischargement. But I could also keep an eye on them, answer the questions, uh, control that care. Would she need that labrum surgery? Maybe, maybe not. But either way, I could still, yeah, it's just heart wrenching. Yeah, it is. And sometimes we, like you were saying, like we want to be primary care. And I think we often underestimate the power of, when you say discharge, what you meant was, hey, I don't need to actively treat you anymore. But the doors are open anytime you want to come in. You want to come in tomorrow, come on in. But what she heard was, don't ever come back. You're not allowed to come back in my office. And it's like, uh, oops, that's not what I meant. And I'm sorry you had the surgery. And it, yeah, man, it's like, it breaks your heart, right? Like it's- it sucks. It does. Yeah. She's still on my website for client testimonials. <laughs> you know, like think about uh, people that know her. She lives yeah. in my hometown, Elkhorn, and she's walking around with an arm sling and yeah. she's still on my client testimonial yeah. page of uh, saying, <laughs> no one's yep. full of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it looks terrible on me. No. Yeah. It really doesn't. But I think uh, one thing we always preach too is like, uh, not to the same extent, but if you were to have a patient that you're considering even going that surgical route, Let's say, you know, you have, let's say you have torn labrums. You have a spectrum, right? We always talk about you have a spectrum of you get your miracle, McKinsey miracle. You do, you do 30 arm extensions. They're like, holy shit, I feel amazing. Right. And then they never have it again. Then you have the surgical case. No matter what you do, nothing changes it. They, they need to go have the surgery. Then you've got this black hole in the middle, which is probably where Peyton was, right? That black hole, they're like teetering. So why not be there to be the hero, right? Like if, you know, like, again, we're, we're stomping on your grave here, but it's, I've have, I have thousands of stories just like that as well, but you, you got to be there to be the hero, be the, be the guy that saves the day, even though, you know, in your back of your head, I probably didn't do anything. As we do this, like, as I'm doing some like webinars on communication and whatnot, this guy was commenting. He's like, yeah, it drives me nuts when people are like, they come into my office, like I'm a chiropractor. And they're like, Hey man, I need a dermatologist. Who do you like? And he's like, they're asking me all these dumb questions. I'm like, slow up, homie. What they're saying is I trust you as my director of the medical ship. Yeah. And if you tell me to see that person or not see the person, I'm going to believe you. And he's like, you know, I don't know anything about dermatology. It's like, you know, more than they do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like if you have built up that relationship, as I'm sure you do, like with high school athletes, right? You're the first medical provider they've ever seen in their life. You direct their ship and they ask you what seem like out there questions. Oftentimes, man, we got to step back and be like, what is this person saying to me? And and like you said, like maybe this is their entry point to I need some counseling because I'm, you know, in an abusive relationship or whatever it is. But it hides behind this silly question, this out of left field question, like, Oh, what about this? What about, what do you think about, uh, the fascia blaster? What do you think about this? And it's not like, you shouldn't say that thing's dumb. What you should say is, what do you think? What are you using it? What are you using it for? What motivates you? What's your goal? What's your goal? Like what? Why? Like, Oh, I have this uh, foot pain and you guys don't treat feet or ankles. So I, you know, I don't want to go the, you know, podiatrist. You're like, slow down. (laughs) The door's not shut on that stuff, you know? And I, 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 it's interesting to me. And it's just like anything else. The further you go down communication, the more you realize, man, we don't know anything. The further you go down treating, uh, you know, discogenic pain, you realize, man, we don't know anything. The further you go down treating, you know, functioning or training people in the gym, you're like, 
oh my god, I don't know anything. Like as great as I am, I, I don't know anything. I think, I think it's too, just to sum that up. Like we all have stories, Nolan. Like you don't have to feel bad about yourself. That's just like the normal. All you can do is learn from it. You know, like and now you just kind of continue to mark back on those relationships and say, okay, when that re- presents itself again, like now this is. I, I like think about it when I'm going to bed. Like okay, like if that presents itself, like how am I going to approach that differently this time? No different than calling an audible. Like all right, so I learned a lesson there. How I approach that. I didn't like the outcome. So now like I've got to change how I approach this, this problem again. All right. So when my college athlete that I really want to get better is what quite a bit better, how am I going to rephrase that to keep them on board so that they know that I'm part of their team? I'm their point person. That way when they go to college and their athletic trainer is telling them different things, they're going to come to me first and say, Hey, this is what they're saying. How would you, what, what would you think? You know what I mean? Like what, what do those things look like? So I think like, uh, just continuing to, to refrain and, uh, keep, keep learning from those yeah. instances. One of our one great story I heard was, um, and I'm thinking you guys mind hopping on. Like, I would just love to get the trainer you know, perspective and kind of where you guys are, are working. One of our co-instructors, Cody Demack, uh, do you know oh, yeah. Dr. Demack? So he took uh, a shack lock course and he says he went back and maybe two weeks later had a patient that presented with the, what is it? The contralateral tethering or whatever yeah. uh, and he said he's working with this patient he's like everything I did didn't work and all of a sudden it came to me oh my god I'm looking at contralateral tethering and that was the breakthrough for that patient at the time right and it's like that the emotional load there the emotional pain is great because it's going to motivate you to do so much more and the first like if you my, I always look at my original SFMA manual there's something like 32 names written in margins of people I didn't assess properly that if I were to assess, I feel like I would have helped them more or saved them or gotten the relief they were looking for. And so I don't think you can become excellent without those emotional blows every once in a while because it's, it's the fuel to solve the problem. Is that ever going to happen again? It's never going to happen again, right? Like you won't, like emotionally you're like, no, I will look for those things and I will... Yeah, change the way that I say that one instance. Yeah, yeah you but, had one at Stecco. Remember, you're we were looking. I remember distinctly we were working on something in uh, or maybe it was neurodynamics. What was it? In neurodynamics. It was neurodynamics, and you're like, dude, I have this patient right here. This is the one. This is the this is the point. Yes. This is gonna happen. So yeah. anyway, yeah, you, you got to have those trials and tribulations. That's why you keep going to courses. You know, that's why you keep getting in front of people. Right. I think one of the coolest things about the way we practice is we kind of get to be like the quarterback, right? So we get the ball, portal of injury. We can choose to run it in. Sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes got to pass it off to running back. Sometimes got to, you know, throw across the middle to one of our, uh, one of our outside guys. Hell, sometimes you got to throw it to the stands, meaning we got to like completely refer it out of the field to a pain management specialist. But, as Taylor was saying earlier, we continue to talk to our offensive coordinator now. So if we've passed the ball out of the stands, who's the offensive coordinator? Well, now it's the pain management specialist, right? So they're going to call a few shots, and then they're going to come back and see us in the clinic, uh, ideally for rehab or whatever, if they had an injection. And I just, it's it's just so fun because we get to play so many roles. We get to catch swollen lymph nodes we get to catch weird stuff on imaging um shakes parkinson i mean you know how many weird things have you caught here in your last five years a ton like uh, nolan you've been in practice four years uh three three yeah what's the weirdest thing you've caught in practice 
Actually, it was a DOT physical, and I caught a guy that had MS, um, and completely, you know, we do a, a single leg balance test in our DOT physicals, not required. Yeah, um, probably a good standard. A little good standard, but Decent. but like, you know, you watch these people walk into your office, um, sometimes they, they're walking clear, sometimes they're not. Yeah. We still throw them through a single leg balance. Um, this guy walked into our office completely fine. We do a single leg balance and it was just all over the place. He started shaking convulsively. Um, and so I sent him to a, a neurologist and it came back that he had MS. Um, and so that was really cool. Yeah. Um, that was, that's a one touch patient, you know, that's a DOT physical. Yeah. Um, so one night and one night only Nolan diagnosed MS yeah. through a DOT physical. <laughs> yeah, it was, Yeah. Yeah. You know, we did the same thing with our sports physicals. Like, you know, you heel walk, you duck walk, you toe walk. And it's like, none of that's functional. The FMS, functional movement screen is pretty functional. The Y balance test, pretty good at detecting a lot of core stability issues and upper and lower extremity disorders. We started doing that. Nobody wants that, though. And we see our patients a hell of a lot more than what a primary care would see the patient. I mean, oh, they, they see them once a year, by bi, biannually, whatever People it is. People sign up for twenty five hundred dollars memberships to get an annual physical, right? Yeah. Like they're like, oh, that's so much, so much better care. <laughs> and we're seeing them twice a week for, you know, a month or whatever it may be. You're gonna twice a week for how long? Twice a week for three weeks. Okay, thank you. You say that, then you walk out the door. That's that's my biggest lesson. Yeah. Um, but you know, you're seeing them. You know, I don't know. 40 times in a, in a year so odds are you're going to catch some of those those yep. nuances some of those little things and you can you can be that point guard that yeah. was nice I don't mean to advance this guys but I think we got a break for dinner soon but what I wanted to have you guys on like if you don't mind introducing yourselves and kind of your relationship so people can hear what the deal is here so they have some context uh, Nolan Claussen uh, I'm a chiropractor in Omaha um and you, uh, you decided to bring somebody this weekend. Yeah. I think there's some other folks out there that might be like, hey, should I bring this person or, you know, like to a course? Yeah. So who'd you bring? I, I brought uh, Chris. Um, he is not currently an employee, but we are trying to hire him um, as a trainer at our office. So we're sitting around like at the dinner table when you guys kind of lock eyes and like get all... How's he doing the trying? Yeah, Chris. And check. <laughs> yeah, it's like, ooh, yeah. Anyways, Chris, so what, what have you thought so far? So I have a background in strength conditioning and kind of working in podiatry and personal training. And I kind of mentioned this during the, I guess, the Q&A, but, you know, I always saw huge gaps in communication between, you know, working in a clinic, working out in legit movement therapy, you know, whether it be PT, Cairo, whatever, and on the you know being on the training side, I always wanted to find ways to bridge that, but I just didn't have that access. And so I think, you know, getting to come to a course like this, being graciously invited by Nolan, um, you know, actually being a current client, current patient of his, and then getting just to kind of build that relationship to a point where we're actually gonna be working together, it's been really cool to finally get some answers. Yeah, I think one thing that we try and sell in this course or try and talk about is. I think it's underestimated how many trainers or strength conditioning folks or fitness folks are out there looking for an educated pathway into not clinical care. They don't want to be chiropractors, but they want to serve that 
population of people that are like, yes. hey, I'm in pain or I can't do this or whatever, versus the studs that are in, you know, across the gym, like, hey, I, I don't have any problems. And I, I think people don't realize how many people like you are out there going, I want to know more. I want to learn more yeah. and are frustrated because who's providing that education? Unfortunately, very, very few. Outside of Clinic you. gym hybrid solutions. That's what you Clinic meant to say. Yeah. Solutions. Yeah. yeah. I, well, you didn't let me finish. Let's plug number Didn't yeah. let me finish. Didn't let me finish. Yeah. Here, I'll write, <laughs> or write it on a whiteboard and hold it up. Like, yeah. I am a huge fan of the <laughs> Clinic gym hybrid. No. Chris, read the prompt. <laughs> Bullet point one. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think people underestimate that, but that motivates you a lot. Yes. I'm always wanting to learn. I'm always wanting to grow. But if I don't have access and I don't have anywhere to start, it's really tough right. to do that. And so no one's been able to be kind of the point man on that. Yeah. So go ahead. Where this started actually was uh, he works for a company. They, they do stretching. Um, and... He became a patient because we offered um, them to come in and do demos, right? Okay. This guy pulls me aside, starts asking me questions. Just kind of a honey badger, just asking all these questions, like really in-depth questions. And I can't even like, like fully answer some of the questions because they're so in-depth. Then he becomes a patient. Basically, the entire patient visit will just be me on a marker board drawing, writing things out. We'll spend 30 minutes. Uh, usually when he pops on the schedule, we schedule out another 30 minutes of break just so that we know that we have enough time to talk, right? I've known Chris for nine hours and I can, I can yeah, attest to this, this is, statement. This is consistent <laughs> yeah, which with is our experience. fantastic. Right. So he, he's, so he's the least profitable patient you have. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tons of energy, tons of time. I'm not making him money. <laughs> and, and, and he comes in every time we see him and um, you know he actually kind of posed the question to me he's like how do I how do I learn more how do I get involved with this I love what you're doing I want I want to be involved right I was like well funny you should ask like I would love to have a, a gym model and I think you would fit perfectly in this we start drawing like business out on the market board. It's no longer patient care. It's yeah. no longer now even it's anatomy. to be profitable. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's like starting to turn into this. Uh, and then he actually poses the question like, how would I, how would I like become a, a, a trainer at your office? And I'm like, oh. I have some balls at that moment, to be honest, <laughs> to do and, that. <laughs> and it, that was like the switch. Like, oh, shit, we are actually going here. And yeah. I'm like, all right, let's do it. And then I'm like, all right, let's sign up for this course. Mm-hmm. Um, let's sit down for coffee. Let's talk about this. What is the potentials of this? Uh, you know what? Let's just bring Chris. Let's uh, get him involved. I want to show him how um, the, the back behind the scenes of how the training is, how the business yeah. runs, all these things. Um, and so... Can I interject real quick? Is it weird to be that transparent? Because, so I brought my trainer, Christy, to the first conference that Jim off, or that uh, Josh offered for Clinic Gym. And we do, we have some business discussions. We have some trainer pay discussions. I mean, it gets kind of down to pay dirt. Was that, did that cross your mind? So it, it, it definitely crossed my mind. It's like, ooh, like he's going to see how much we could make off of this and we're going to only pay him this. It does cross my mind. But honestly, uh, one of the things that we talked about is, hey, you could be this trainer, 
we could pay you just about this, but this has the potential to grow into so much more. You could be the head trainer. You could be training the people that are training. You could be the guy that is marketing. So that was like kind of one of the vetting questions. Like this company that he works for now, like he's, he's already working on sales. And so, uh, Josh always says like, don't hire the personal trainer. Right. (laughs) And he is a personal trainer. So that was, yeah. And so that's always kind of, um, kind of been like, uh, I should probably stay away from this guy. He's asking too much. He wants to be the trainer. He knows a lot. He's really smart. He's yeah. got all these questions, but he's got a good personality. He fits in the system. He has a drive to know more, right? He's asking to go to Cairo school. And quite honestly, like for me, like the debt to income ratio doesn't, doesn't suit what I, I, I yeah. I'm not, Right now. Yeah. Yeah. For right now. I'm saying, yeah, yeah, that maybe down the road that could be a thing, but you honestly could probably make more being a trainer and you would satisfy that passion that you have right now. Right. You know, what's interesting is, uh, I'm always trying to be cognizant of that. Like we've had trainers in before and like, I think the first, was it the one in, no, the one in at Parker, we had like a bunch of people, but only one or two trainers were in that room. Work one or two trainers that were working for somebody else in the room, you know? And so I was nervous about like presenting, like, here's the business model and whatever. But in the end, like, there is nothing bad, I think, that comes from transparency. Because even if he looks like, oh, you're going to make this much money off me, at least he knows that today and not six months ago and go, Nolan, I didn't know you were charging this much or whatever. And today I was really shocked but when we talked about the business model a little bit. Almost every trainer is like nodding, like, yeah, okay, I, I can help make that happen. Like, I want to be part of that, not like, uh, oh, that's happening around me. It's like, no, you are going to be the driver of that situation. And the office you work for is going to make a ton of money if everything goes right. But like, Taylor, you don't mind if this place makes a ton of money and you're a part of that, right? Like, yeah. you guys don't mind that. I think it's exciting. It's like, yeah, man, we as a company are doing well. Again, I think we often underestimate that. Well, and I was I was just gonna say too, like that. Brett always tells us we're very open with with money too. I mean, Pete and I know what we each other make. We we all those types of things, and uh, but it allows when the clinic does well, it allows us to do cool stuff. Right. It allows us to buy a new bottle of tequila to add to our collection, <laughs> to upgrade our gym equipment, to uh, to go to nice shockwave. dinners, to yeah, to get in a shockwave machine, yeah. to do better for marketing. Like you know, if the clinic's doing well, then. Uh, Sherry and Brett don't care if we sign up for 15 golf tournaments this year, you know, like, right. That, you know, little things like that, that just makes your life better. Uh, Oh, you did had a great month. Perfect. Let's get you some new gear. You know, let's, let's get you some new right. nice gear or things like that. So I know you guys have been asking about the carpet in the, you know, break room. Let's replace it. It's like, it's easy when there's success, you know? Nobody wants to play for a losing team. I mean, you guys love betting here at Winchester Spine Sport, right? <laughs> I mean, do you bet on losing teams? Do you do you bet? Yes, often. I mean, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know that's, that's a strategy. Out, you bet, you <laughs> yeah, bet yeah. on a losing team, but they all really seem like their winners so, over you know, and unders are great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants to root for a losing team, though, right? So, and the rah rah and the culture and all the things that we've talked about for the last hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, I think an important thing is not just the winning, but it it's truly something that's ethical. Yeah. Right. Like I, I, one of the things I forgot to mention was 
I don't care if Chris knows how much we're making because he's going to be a part of something that he knows is truly ethical and truly helping people, right? Everybody knows the business plans out there that are a little shady, a little like, we just want their money. We don't care about them. Yeah. Um, yep. Kind of the thing. And I think to the true core to everybody that is sitting at this table right now, uh, we all truly care about the patient. We truly care about the outcomes and we truly care about making a difference. Yeah. If I can add on to what Nolan said too, like as a future trainer, chiropractor assistant, whatever you want to call that, you know, one thing I told him because like one thing I see and anyone who goes in a strength conditioning or PT or chiro, like everyone wants to own their own practice. Right. And I heard it time and time again, every, every, strength coach and every you know classmate I, I talked to they all like have these big plans but I, but I didn't see anything in front of me you know Nolan come, we have our meeting we get coffee he lays out hey yo this is this is what we're doing like you know I've just been kind of holding back but like we're gonna go for it and I was like thank you like you're the first person to actually show me hey this is what's gonna happen and yeah like that's my confidence in Nolan's my confidence in practice and you know I, and the the thing is the money follows the money follows the heart like if your heart is in the right place money is going to follow and it's not about money it's about changing the world and that's just the heart the heart will if the heart leads and you drop your pride everything else that you want to happen will just eventually follow suit it's cool because we kind of went full circle we talked about our patient experience first the same thing is with our patients, just what you outlined. Our patients want to plan, just like the people around us want to plan. Brett has a plan for Pete and I, and that's what we enjoy about it. Like We both have goals that we want to reach and some things that we want to achieve in our life, and so Brett has to have those at the front of his interest. Otherwise, he's going to lose us. That's just the reality. No My different- wife talks all the time. I almost took a job with this guy up in Montana, and you know he took us up there, and we were having dinner or whatever, and he's like, he was very excellent at what he did. I, I don't want to discount him. But the one thing that sealed the deal that I was not going up there is like, I said, what will happen if I learn more and, you know, I'm, I, I get better than you. And his response was, you'll never be better than me. <laughs> and the way he said it, my wife was like, he's going to hold you back. And it's a threat when you get good. And I'm not saying like, it'd be like you saying that to Brett, like the chance of you being better than him is like, you know, like he's a pioneer. He's, in, you know, he's published this that a hundred thousand times. But I think, the difference is Brett wants you to be better than him. He, he would, and he's like, Hey, it took me 20 years to do this. I want to help you do it in 10. Right. You know, work it your ass off. It would be the ultimate compliment. Right. Work your butt off and it's going to take everything you got. Like it took me everything you got, but if I can help you do it in 10 and you can help Pete do it in five and he can help somebody do it in two, we have something, right? Right. right. And the way that dude said it, I was like, Oh, that it clarified, everything snapped into focus. And it was like, to your point, like the heart was in the wrong place. It's like, I'm going to take everything out of you. But, you know, and I was like, oh my God, like I was this close to signing up with that dude. And I'm like, thank God I didn't. It's great to be competitive, but not pretentious, right? It's like, yes, yes. Do you want to see more patient visits than bread every week? Fuck yes. Yeah, everybody does. I, I remember when Chris, one of our attendees here. To be fair, he's like in whitefish skiing. Not He's not here. So it's like, do you want to see more than zero? <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Brett. Yeah, he's still grinding through patients this week. I want to see more than Pete. He wants to see more than me. Yeah, yeah it's all a competition. Yeah. A but healthy competition. I yeah. totally remember when uh, Chris Collier saw more visits in me than I did in a week. And I looked at him and I was like, that's never going to happen again. 
and not in a pretentious way. Yeah. Just competitive. And because we want to keep our patients, we want to make sure they're moving well so they can move often and keep doing the things that they want to do more. A rising tide lifts all ships. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a, it's such a fine line. We talk about too of, you know, this is on different scales, but you have two, two, decisions, right? You can either go all in on being amazing and holding everything in and being the person that's the expert right here. No, yeah. you need to come see me. You need to come see Nolan Clausen because I'm the best in Omaha, period. Or you can be an educator, which is what you know we've chosen, we've all chosen, where yeah. you can teach everyone around you and you can uplift everyone and be be the voice of reason. Yeah. In return, you become the expert, but it's no different than in the model that you guys are teaching that yeah. You want people, you want your patients to feel so comfortable with your recommendation that they're like, oh God, I would love to go see you. Like, yeah, Brett, Taylor's awesome, but I really love seeing Natalie. Like Natalie, I, she makes me feel good. She's a trainer. Like it's like nice seeing fives. you. Yeah, There's yeah. a lot of high fives. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Little things like that. So then like, that, again, that's that's how you know you're doing really good right. is when you've turned into the educator and yeah. you're the person that's directing care. And God, I, would, I hope my patients love seeing me and they want to see me all the time, but I would much rather than be wanting to see Natalie or, you know, the people around yeah. me. So. Well, boys, I, I hate to cut this off, but we're getting dangerously close to Joe Rogan territory in I this know. sucker. You know, we're at it's just going to go on for another two and a half hours right. and we're going to be drunk and high at the end of it. So I think if we just Whoa. call it right now, <laughs> it is legal. We, in Missouri. we haven't even entered. <laughs> no, one, two, you, no yeah. one, you bring those gummies. <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> so as a anyways, Coldplay reference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's give some thanks real quick. Number one, thanks to Gestalt edu- education. Where can they check that out? Cause you guys have some of the best courses ever. Yeah. Uh, gestaltedu.com. Yeah, that's that's it. But nice. And yeah. our podcast, we know the Clinic Gym Hybrid Radio is the best. But that's right. If you could check out the Gestalt Education Show, we'd like yeah, that too. Absolutely. Big thanks to Jane. Uh, Jane sponsored this this uh, happy hour, as we're calling. What are we calling a happy tailgate? Hour? Happy hour? Yeah. Spring break. I tried to pitch it so we could get some freaking students here. Yeah, students. I hope you're sitting in Panama Beach with FOMO. Yeah. I mean, heavy FOMO, heavy FOMO. There are no students in this room. That's shocking to me. I know. I know. Uh, this might be the first seminar ever. Anyways, we love you. Yeah. Come to the next Come one. Come to the next one. But, but big thanks to Jane. I think they're supporting, you know, clinicians and doing the right thing. And, uh, Nolan, ironically, first Jane user in Nebraska to also bill secure care or something or yeah, first year. First, uh, Jane user to bill insurance. That's awesome. Uh, dude. Yeah. So big thanks to them. Kurt, Kippenberger, who I must say, I'll say this publicly, you can never have a co-instructor as great as Kurt because he will kill himself to make this as good and as better as it can be. And he'll send me an email on Tuesday with a list of 32 things we can do better and we'll incorporate as many as we can. So you can't have a better dude than this guy. Thanks, man. I'm really uh, excited to have that. Other than that, man, you guys have been great hosts. Really appreciate it. Your, your hospitality and... Um, Thank Brett. Let's cheers yep. to Brett. Cheers, cheers to Brett. Brett. Do not yep. tear anything in Whitefish. That yep. was bad. And rub Ryan's bald head for good yep. luck. <laughs> awesome. Well, I appreciate everything, guys. Uh, love having you all in this class and, and being part of this. So thanks to everyone, all of you. I guess that's it. All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed that part two of our interview out there at Winchester Spine and Sport. Can't thank those guys enough for hosting us. It was fantastic. If you are interested in attending one of our Clinic Gym Hybrid live events, then definitely check them out. Go to clinicgymhybrid.com and click on the events tab, and it should take you to our schedule. So with that, 
Uh, as always, I appreciate you listening. And as I always say, go out there, maximize your license and live the life you dream of. Thanks. Thanks a lot for listening to Clinic Gym Radio. If you're looking for more information about me, about us, about our programs, then just head to clinicgymhybrid.com. Again, that's clinicgymhybrid.com. You can check us out there. We've got our accelerator program and a few other programs that will help you get up and running as quickly as possible and making more money while providing excellent active therapy to your patients.